Hey everyone, it's Alex here. Uh, just wanted to hop on quick before the episode begins to let you know that we actually have merch. So find us on Redbubble. We are at Weird Distractions Podcast and get yourself some weird distracting merch. We've got stickers, t-shirts, notebooks, you name it. We probably have it. Check it out now on Redbubble. Hey everybody, this is Eric Carter Landine, the host and producer of True Consequences Podcast. True Consequences is a true crime and mystery podcast with stories based in New Mexico and the American Desert Southwest. I started this show to bring light to cases that need to be solved in my state. You see, my brother was murdered 33 years ago, and his murderer still walks free. So I cover cases with an empathetic lens, because I understand what it's like to seek justice for a family member. I hope you'll give True Consequences a chance. You can find me wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we dive into the likes of true crime, paranormal, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Christy. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and well, we are sadly fo- fast approaching Christmas, so how Ooh. fitting that we find some Christmas murder joy. <laughs> Christmas murder joy. <laughs> that needs to be tattooed on my forehead, because that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> We just love murder relative to the Christmas time. We just need to talk about murder near Christmas time. Not to, like, disrespect anyone that dies of murder or anything like that, but just, you know, pent up rage. Tone it down. Because, like, like we said, we like Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm not here for it. No. Sad face. (laughs) Sad face. (laughs) I, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just so stressful and there's so much to, like, what prep? And it's like anticipation people like and like things that you get like fit and stuff. Yeah, and like, and like, 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 like. To be honest, my thing is growing up, I always hated because like my parents were separated when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Now they're together, which is great. But there's always this competition between them. Mm-hmm. Like, who can get Alex the best gift? And now I feel like that's ingrained with me is to I have to get this person the best gift so that they'll like me more. And, like, will love me and, like, never leave. And it's a really fucked up, complex circle of awfulness. Yeah, I think if person, even if you just get them a gift, they should like you. No matter, just be the best gift. I know, but it has to be best. <laughs> you can please nobody. I know. <laughs> You're not a donut. You cannot please everybody. <laughs> even if you try. Anyways. Yes. So, Alex, tell me what your distraction is this week. Oh, God. Probably, I just work. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, it's that time of year, and I feel for people who have, I mean, like, we're not rich bitches sitting on, like, millions or anything by that, but, I mean, I obviously work with people who have very set incomes, and they have to stay within those incomes, or they get, like, in sticky situations. Like, it kind of surprised me, like, people that, like, are living on set incomes or, like, disability, like, stuff like that, like, how little they have to live on. Literally, most of my clients who are on, let's say, Ontario Disability Support Program, also known as ODSP, they get roughly anywhere from 1100 to maybe 1700 a month, which sounds like a lot, but that's a month. That's, like, up, that, that is for the entire month. And they live in, like, a real apartment. 
that like yeah. is a thousand dollars minimum a month well, for rent. and that's the thing. I work in a county or an area in Ontario where a one bedroom basement apartment is now going for like twelve hundred bucks a month plus yeah. utilities. Plus, so if you make that seventeen hundred dollars, that's also the bills plus the groceries. That's like your minimum six hundred bucks. Exactly, left. exactly. So it's just a very Stress. Yeah. It's a very stressful time of year for them. And then of course, because I am an emotional sponge, I take on their stress too. And I worry about them because they're, yes, they're my clients, but they're people too. And I do care about them. Mm -hmm. Even if they make me want to bash my head in some days because like, you know, they're people and people do things. And you're like, why did you do that for the 15th time, Richard? What, What the fuck, man? Like I told you, don't do that. And you did it. People make mistakes. People make mistakes, and it's fine. But it's just a hard time of year, and I just need to hear about awful things to remind me to forget. Or no, to f- to let me forget about my own awful things. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. What about you? Uh, my distraction this week is actually I think I just I just have a few days off, Ooh. which is nice. I don't get there very often. And then with the upcoming week of Christmas, which I work every day around Christmas, which is kind of depressing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just work. Knowing I'm going into this work week of busyness, coming off my couple days off. And technically, because this comes out on the 20th, we just celebrated our good old gal pal Jamie's birthday. Mm -hmm. She's finally 26. Like Like the the rest rest of of us. (laughs) In a couple weeks, I'm going to be 20. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she just joins the group and you're like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we were 26 for a while now. Um, So happy belated birthday. I mean, we'll see you, hopefully. So like, but... Whatevs. Happy birthday. <laughs> hope, hope you're not too hungover. Yes, you will be. You probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so let's just dive in. So Charles, also known as Charlie Lawson, was born on May 10th, 1886. He resided with his mother and father, Nancy and Augustus, in a small town known as Lawsonville. Did they name it Lawsonville or like what happened there? It's just Lawsonville. That also, was the, that was the county. I'm a little offended. What? You didn't tell our fine listeners what his zodiac sign was. I don't look at that shit. You always, what does it tell me? You it's a Taurus, it of course. Okay. I had um, to Google like something. Is it a Taurus or is it something else? He's a murderer. I was suspecting a Virgo, but whatever. Or a Scorpio. I feel like that's when you sent me a picture one time. And that's literally all they were. It was like everyone was like a Virgo, Virgo a Pisces, and a I was Pisces. like, I must be a murderer. I mean, or... you're killing it. But the good way. But the good way. Like, the good, <laughs> the good, actually, non-killing human life way. But, like, you're not killing it. But, no, it's, like, Virgo, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Pisces, a couple there's of... Like, there's, there's the generalized few that were, like, targeted. Yeah. Probably oh. a couple of Geminis, because let's be real, Geminis. I felt offended. Anyways, so, yes. The Lawsons live in Lawsonville. <laughs> yeah. That's just what happened. That's just what happened. There's not, like, a lot of background available. Like, he just, he lived and grew up to do... There was nothing going on. He was born. He grew up. So you're ex- That's all about it. We're just assuming he had an okay childhood. That's how things are going. Like, nothing yeah. made him be the way he is. Unless, I mean... They usually they tell you that, but... I mean, yeah. And what time... <clears throat> excuse me. What year, roughly, was this? He was born in 1886. Yeah, so documentation's probably spotty. Yeah. Not great. Ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, something just clicked on my little caddy in my office, so... Must ghosts. be ghosts. Must be ghosts. So, he would live there most of his life with his parents, and then in 1911, at the age of 25, he would marry his wife, Fanny Minring. I'm not going to make a joke about her name. Fanny, 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 Fanny. I am. <laughs> you go down that road, man. 
No jokes. No jokes. So they began to have a busy life as they conceived eight children over the years. Oh, her. I'm going to go into detail, but no. Her, for her. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, though, their third child, William, who was born in 1914, would pass away in 1920 due to illness. To only surviving of seven children. Rest in peace, William. Yes. So the Lawson's other children at the time of the tragedy would be Mary, she's okay. 17. Arthur is 16. Okay. Carrie, who's 12. Okay. Mabel, who is 7. Okay. James is 4. Oh, she's 7. Raymond is 2. And baby Mary Lou, who was 4 months at the time. Holy smokes. A lot of kids. That's almost two hands. <laughs> like, that's a lot. A lot of children. So, in 1918, Charlie's brothers, Marian and Elijah, had moved to, I don't know if that's wrong, but Germantown area, okay. North Carolina. Charles thought that the move would be good for their family, so they followed okay. along with them. Gotta go with the fam. Gotta go with the fam. Yeah, fair enough. As anyone can expect, living in the times leading up to, leading up to and during the Great Depression, so oh, going yeah. through it. It would be tough, even with like seven children. Like that's a lot of mouths to feed. That's a lot of shit going on. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of pressing things that you need like a good income for. And in the depression, that's that didn't really happen. Happen. No. Mm. So the Lawsons managed to get by and had become sharecroppers. Okay. Whether they were the landowners with his brothers renting the agricultural land, or mm-hmm. they were the tenants of the land, that's how sharecropping works. Right. And they were making the money off, but it's not really clear Ooh. whether like the brothers owned it together, or they were just like renting off someone else's land. Okay. But they were getting by. They were doing what they needed to do. And over the years, they had saved enough money that in 1927, they had purchased their own farm on Brook Cove Road, and became tobacco farmers. Nice. They're, they're making it big, close to the Depression, which was good. They're rolling in that tobacco money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, now somewhere in this time leading up to the events in the previous months of what happened, it is stated that Charles had some kind of bad head injury, oh. whether it was on the farm or no, whatnot, or what the extent of it is not really clearly unknown. I can only find, like, one source that stated one thing, so I don't know if it's true. Fair enough. But they had said that it occurred when he was, they were renovating their house, and Charles had hit himself in the forehead <gasps> with an axe. What? Yeah, I don't know how that happens. Holy shit! He just gets an axe till an organ? Apparently. And lives? Which I guess it can happen because out of personal experience, Brandon, again, I don't know how this happens. You're... He, he was chopping, they weren't camping. Yeah. It was like when he was younger. Yeah. So he like has a small scar. Right. Uh, he was chopping like wet wood with a hatchet. Oh. And the hatchet like bounced back <gasps> and then hit himself in the head. And for listeners, Brandon is Christy's little brother. <gasps> yes. So it happens, but I don't understand like, how it happens. But Okay, just because I my, my brain is spiraling. Like I'm spiraling <laughs> so like is it just like fully in his skull like he's still like fine yeah but like he just he has some kind of head injury okay which kind of comes up to what's going on yes and no one says like how it really happened officially but right. something happened and as we know or as some of our listeners may know there have been some cases where you know well-known well not well-known but some serial killers or murderers or, you know, what have you have had head injuries. And obviously now with more research, we're noticing that, hey, if you have a head injury, you need as much care as you can get. Because, like, that's, like, the most crucial part of your fucking body. Mm-hmm. But it was a disease for the footballers or people that get smashed in the head. 
like concussions or uh, acquired brain injuries. There's like a certain like acronym, like ABI, TBI. Maybe yeah, or something. Yeah, like that. so ABI is um, acquired brain injury, and then TBI is traumatic brain injury. But then they have to like look for when you're dead, and they can only look at it like do an autopsy on your brain after the fact. Oh, I don't know. I forget what's called. If you know, hit us up. We'll probably Google it after, but like you can still hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, shit happens when you hurt your head, apparently. Yeah, not no. good shit. Not always right. No. So, nevertheless, whatever happened to him, some have said that his behavior was erratic at times, mm. and then the injury has now impeded his mental state from oh. then on, and he became a bit of a different person. Oh. Different outlook. And it's kind of like like a button was hit in his head, and so like... Yeah. Woody was bad. Yeah, you now Maybe. no longer like cigarettes, you now like cigars, and you're kind of an asshole. Choices. Choices. Well, I mean, not, not he didn't choose to have that no. fucking axe in his head, let's be clear, but choices. Bad choices, fun choices. choices he gives. Yes. So, shortly before Christmas in 1929, Charles took the family out shopping to buy some expensive attire. Okay. He wanted to surprise the family with a portrait to be done, okay. which seemed kind of weird at the time. Uh-huh. Some have said this to be kind of out of character for a working class rural family of that era. Because well, they're kind of just getting by. Yeah. And that's, like, he wanted to do something nice, but that's weird to go buy, like, such elegant clothing for all, like, for umpteen a of them. Photo. Like, just for just one photo. photo. I mean, now, in, like, 2020. Christmas can... photos is a thing. Yeah, and you go out and you try to get, like, matching buffalo plaid fucking pajamas and make it a thing, but whatever. It's just... wasn't a thing in the It wasn't 19th. a thing back then. So it seemed... It could be nice. It seemed weird. Suspicious. Suspicious. So, if you want to get really technical, some have said that this was proof of premeditation of was okay. what was to come, as the garments would then become their burial outfits. <gasps> but whatever floats their boat. Mm, yeah, I don't like that. I know. That's really sad. Like, could you imagine... I mean, I hope you don't. I hope you don't sit there and think about this. But, like, could you imagine taking your significant other, taking your family, whomever, and be like, hey, I'm going to buy you a new outfit. And then as we're picking it up, be like, oh no, pick this dress, because I want... You'd be buried. I mean, I want you photographed in this dress for years to come. Like, what? Yeah. Let's not think about that. Let's not think about that. I'm starting to get nauseous about it. <laughs> and because I ate Mr. Noodles, and it's not sitting well. <laughs> so Christmas Day, 1929, rolls around. Right. The family's all dressed up at their best. They took mm. their one last portrait of the family. Mm. Um, and when you go look at this image, which is, I'm sure what we'll post up as the photo when we yeah. do this, but... When you look at this image, you'll also see that not, not everyone looks so pleased in the photo. Okay. Especially, like, um, I, some people pointed out that just Fanny looks like she's got bitch face going on. But okay. they could always have resting bitch faces. Well, and I think back then, too, I don't know if many people were smiling. Because smiling wasn't, a, a, like, a big thing in photo- like in photos when photography first started. Like, you, no one fucking smiled, it seemed. No. And I, I, want, I remember hearing, shit, we should have asked Emily when we, when we had her on the show, if she knew as to why, like maybe she knew the history or whatever, but there was like something mm-hmm. correlated to it that was kind of, kind of spooky. Could make sense. Could be why. Could be spooky. 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 So nonetheless, apparently on Christmas Day, it was a tradition for Charles and Arthur to go out and do rabbit hunting. Okay. This is also a well-known habit of the family and morning people of the community. Right. So any shots that would have been heard off the property or nearby would have not seemed out of the ordinary by any means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, Arthur, 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 Arthur asked Charles if he could go into town with a friend and buy more shotgun shells to prepare for their annual hunt. Right. So off he went. 
But little did Arthur know that this trip would then spare him from his father's own hunt. Oh no. And possibly because the father did not want him to kind of intervene because he was, and you can see the photo, his son was almost bigger than him at the time. Right. Okay. He stop him. Okay. But he let him go, and then shit went down. Interesting. Not interesting, but like. Interesting. Interesting fact. Interesting fact as to why. So while Arthur was gone, Charles laid in wait and began his slaughter. Oh no, I don't like it already. <laughs> no? I don't like it already. <laughs> His middle daughters, Carrie and Maybell, were setting up to go to their aunt and uncle's house. So Charles set up by the set up by the tobacco barn, which is a little bit off the property, right. and waited for them to get close enough. He then proceeded to shoot them when they were in range. Oh my god. Okay. If that wasn't enough to kill them, he then finished them off by bludgeoning them to death. Oh my god, Charlie, no! <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Like he just, like, just, I don't know if he just, like, snapped or what. He going on a spree. Oh, my gosh. Charlie. <laughs> no. He then hid the girls' bodies in the tobacco barn where he was and staged them lying down with their arms crossed in a funeral oh, pose no. their chest and then put rocks under their head as pillows. What the fuck? Yeah. That's weird. Why would... He's a stager. One of those. Okay. I wonder, like, why, though? It somewhat felt like showing like a little bit of remorse, but maybe yeah, it's like his kids. Yeah, maybe want so to like be peaceful, but it's like okay, if you want to be peaceful, don't fucking bludgeon them to death mm-hmm. and shoot them. It had gone too far to turn back now, so Charles then continues to pick off the rest of the family one by one. He made his way back to the house where Fanny was sitting on the porch. He shot her at close range. These shots now seemed more urgent to the family's ears inside the house, obviously. Right. So Mary was in the kitchen. She had just finished baking a Christmas cake, and she screamed when she heard her mother get shot. And then Charles went to her next. The two boys, James and Raymond, had tried to hide when they heard Mary screams in the kitchen. So they right. went off and trying to trying to hide away from him. Charles managed to find them and shot them both to death. Mm. And then lastly was baby Mary Lou, who was only four months old. No. And I guess Charles was done with the gun because then he just flat out just bludgeoned that baby to death. Oh my. Gosh, I know. Oh, like, Charlie. No holding him back. No, he's he snapped. He went off. And I'm sure it doesn't take much to fucking bludgeon a baby because he's only four months old. Well, no, and like, why though? Like, I don't have to do with this whole like mental state with the like head injury before or if it just. Something. It could have been a mixed bag of things. Like, like as you mentioned, it was during the depression or like the creeping up to the depression, whatever. Mm-hmm. Income might have been sparse because, like, how many people are buying cigar- like, cigarettes or whatever, tobacco? Mm-hmm. Farm could have gone downhill. <clears throat> exactly. Who knows? Like, maybe some of the children had health issues and needed extra income to pay for that. Maybe things with him and the, the missus wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. Could be a number of things. And, like, when you have a brain injury, you're, you're depending on what's going on, your reasoning or your ability to be able to make sound decisions is hindered yeah but still so he just went off so the family was all gone now charles has proceeded to stage all their bodies the same way with the girls so he put all their arms across their chest in the funeral pose and then he put like legit pillows under them now because they were in the house right after this charles took his gun and then he hid it into the woods and he was out there for several hours it says and then based on the shoe prints they had seen whenever the fact when they found him 
and he was pacing around a tree for like oh, some time like oh. obviously freaking out about what he did what oh, he's yeah. going to do like what he realized like after the fact like what did i just do yeah but he was having this he was in his own head obviously mm. so but he was out there for a couple hours while he's out there because like he did what he did and then left Back at the house, the family started to, other family, like, started yeah. to come by. Oh, no. And to wish them, like, Merry Christmas or, like, stop by for the holidays. Oh no. oh, no. And then literally all they found was the bodies, though. Oh, no. Everywhere. Oh, that would have been bad. So the police were called. Mm-hmm. Many more people had come by the property, like, just neighbors, people had heard about things. Right. Um, and then after some time, Charles had took his own life in the woods. And oh. the people were on all the property heard those shots, so they kind of, like, well, now we know what happened. We're like, I can assume what probably happened out there. He was the last one that was alive. Right. And Arthur was back by that point. And oh, he was with, no. like, the police. Oh. And then Arthur, like, the police had gone out and, like, found his dad oh. in the woods. And there was, like, a, a thing, so, like, some sources didn't even state it, but some said that, like, they took they had dogs, apparently. Mm. And, like, Charles taking the dogs out with him. I don't know if he actually had killed them or not, or if he just took them up with him, but that probably sounds He better fucking... I mean, I'm not happy with him about killing his entire family, but, like, what the he fuck did... kill the pet Yeah, them. what the fuck did the dogs do, then? Nothing. 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 Leave the dogs out of this. Mm-hmm. So, oh. when they went out to find him by the in the tree, um, there was apparently... There was, like, two notes in his pocket. Okay. I don't know, like, when he wrote them, what he was thinking at the time. But one said, nobody to blame but... And the other one said, troubles can cause. Just too many What? Words. Yeah. That's all they said. Sounds like a really, sh- like, two really shitty fortune cookies. Like, that someone wasn't paying attention <laughs> to, and they're typing away, and they're like, oh, what? Oh, well, yeah, this is done, printed, and, like... Mm. Oh, that's really confusing, though. So, wait, sorry, can you repeat that again? What was it? One was, nobody, nobody, to, blame. nobody to blame, but... Okay. And the other one was, troubles can cause. There's two notes, two separate notes in his pockets. I was like him trying to think of, think out like an ending thing to say and then just trailed off and didn't care anymore. Just was like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Right. What? But nothing left there. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. So as I said, after everything, people flocked to the site and to the town out of peaked interest. Oh. So they wanted to see the mass burial of the family, which resides under like one massive headstone. It looks really creepy. Yeah. It's like one big one and then two little side ones and it has all the family on it with like a little writing. I didn't like put in what the writing says, but yeah, just one massive headstone. Mm. So people come, they want to see that. Um, they want to watch like each of the caskets get lowered. Uh-huh. There was a casket for each family member except um, Mary Lou, the baby. She got buried with the mom in her arms, which oh, was nice. Yeah. But there's just so much interest in all the family and everything that happened, which because again, some massacred interesting but sad but very Chris- publicized yeah. and around christmas but there's just so much interest it was distasteful yeah so people wanted to see the bodies moved people wanted to see the burial site just oh, everything going on yeah people had so much interest that there's even a small museum now that resides above what it was madison dry goods country store it's so it was the old historic building that where the actual the funeral home was okay. where the bodies were embalmed okay okay so it's a dry goods store now but upstairs, like, where the bodies were involved in the funeral home part of what oh, used to be, there's, like, a little museum up there of, like, clippings and stuff. So people come by and, like, want to read their newspaper articles and stuff. It's all up on the walls. Which seems really distasteful. Yeah, and, like... But he said, like, the guy said that people still come by and can go up there and want to see it all. See the history. And, I mean, that kind of reminds me of when we went to the Museum of Death in New Orleans. 
Mm -hmm. like it, it was it was fascinating and i think our fascination with death is we don't know what happens after the fact right it's kind of similar to our fascination with true crime is what well, fascination but like interest in knowing more and talking about cases is we want to know what to avoid what to what to you know keep an eye out for what have you um and to try and understand people better because at the end of the day our brains are just trying to come up with some reason as to like why someone did this right mm -hmm. like what why could they be so like do something so horrific exactly. or why they made the compounded? Like so I get some people have bad histories, some yeah. people don't. But there is that fine line of interest and obsession. Mm -hmm. And like as long as the museum is doing it in a way that's respectful to the family members that were brutally murdered by their father slash husband. Mm-hmm you know, whatever, or, like, if, if there is money that's being paid, like, if you have to pay a fee, like, is that going into something that's beneficial? That'd be interesting to know. Like, beneficial in memory of the family, or, like, something the family was, like, supportive of. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that you say that, because we're going to jump into something just Ooh. like that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Anyways, I said, <clears throat> there's this museum, people yeah. still go up there, blah, blah, blah. Um, also because it was taking place, like, where the bombing was on the second floor of the store, or, like, past funeral home. Yeah. There was, like, an old... Um, elevator from like the 1900s or whatever. Yeah. So it's apparently still in working order and you can like go up and down the elevator, oh, which is cool. Which like transported the bodies up to that floor. I will say that does sound kind of cool. Yeah. It, it, it'd be quick, but it'd be cool. It's morbid, but kind of cool, 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 cool. So on top of that, as you were just saying, yeah. Something like is a little dark when you're like explaining like why would you do that? But so Charlie's brother Marion one of the brothers that was moved to him, Germanton, yeah. opened up a tour of the house as an attraction, like, days after the murders. No, he didn't. And, like, didn't clean anything up. So, like, left the blood. What the fuck? Yeah, left the blood, let everything to make it more, like, in your face. That's fucked. Mm -hmm. And, like, people had criticized him for, like, forever about why you would do that. Like, people, okay. Everyone grieves different, and you have to respect that. Don't fucking capitalize on your grief. What the fuck? Yeah, no. Like, his reasoning was that he said he was keeping it because um, he wanted, like, people that are paying to go see the house in the such gruesome effect it was still left in, obviously, was that it was going to pay the farm off for Arthur because Arthur's the only living person. But I was like, that's... I don't care how you're going to make make your excuse for it. That's just wrong. Sell Avon, dude. <laughs> Find the MLM scheme. I'm sure there was tons back then. Like, fuck, you don't... No. It's just very insensitive. It's so insensitive. There's other ways you could help our hero. Well, and like I said, people grieve in weird ways. Don't fucking capitalize on someone's grief. Mm -hmm. So his brother did this and along with it. So like I said on the day that it happened, like Mary was in the kitchen making a Christmas cake. Oh, no. So she just freshly put his cake. It was all ready for Christmas. Oh, I don't so, like what you're about to tell me. <laughs> I already don't like it. He like he left the cake on display, too, for this thing. Like, this whole attraction of people touring through the house. Yes. Open. Yes. I don't know. I it was, like, Christmas fruit cake. I don't fucking know. But anyways, like, as people traveled through the house, they would, like, take raisins off this cake as, like, keepsakes. What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Apparently. I was like, I don't even want with a shriveled up raisin. Be like, I went and did a tour. Here's the raisin to prove it fucked up i am nauseous yeah i, I, I don't it. go through people's mind like what makes you want to like reach out and grab something off the I display could, okay i could get like maybe you want to take a brick if there's a brick fucking laying around maybe you want to take a brick maybe you don't want to take anything because you're a respectful human being if you if you take something and you're given permission by the owner that's also respectful because you're asking for permission people are murdered 
Mm-hmm. Like freshly like, murdered. Freshly murdered, and you're taking fucking little tidbits of a cake of now someone who is not even like I. Oh my gosh, my brain is melting. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, people are going through this horrific scene of the murders, doing a tour, stealing pieces of this fucking cake. So then the brother then I'm like puts a, like a cover over the cake so we don't touch the cake anymore, but leaves like that for a couple years apparently. And I was like, so you have this tour on for a while, leaving this blood out, leaving this cake out. It's getting all moldy. Well, and what what did people make with cakes back then? Like, is it still standing right? Because like, yeah, I'm I know. I was like, picture this like moldy ass thing. I picture like what people say happens to McDonald's food if it doesn't it, happen. Does nothing happen? Yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> like it just looks the same for so long. Like just what, get real hard. Yeah, like what. Did it become a rock? Like, what is happening? I, that's why I would assume so. Didn't say, but this happened for a couple years. Wild. I was like, again, just distasteful and insensitive. Exactly. So, this wasn't the only amusement to come of the murders. There was a couple book deals that came oh out God. of the story. Right. And plausible readings, reasonings as to why Charlie or Charles did what he did. So I don't know how the author came about, but um, made two books, and we'll get into that. Okay. There was even songs recorded. No. But the murders. No. I couldn't find the older versions um, of the murder ballad that right. someone wrote. But, um, like, the song was called The Murder of the Lawson Family, and it was by the Stanley Brothers in 1956, apparently. Can't find that, like, official recording or, like, to whoever made the song. Right. But I did do, like, a quick, like, search on Spotify recently. Right. People to this day are still making it. And Stop. And all people... Sharon Needles has a version of it. Sharon, no, <laughs> no, it's, Sharon. It's literally like her, like just like, like speaking, like singing, like just what happened. Just like Charlie did this. Da, da, da. I was like, I can't believe this. Sharon. I mean, I had a quick little chuckle, but Sharon. I was like, of all people, Sharon Needles. <laughs> I mean, but like of all people, it would be Sharon Needles. Yes. It would be the darker of them all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Sharon. So, back on topic of the book deals, yeah. there were two main publishings that tried to give more detail as to why Charlie massacred his whole fucking family. Yeah. So, in 1990, the publication of White Christmas, or White Christmas, Bloody Christmas, mm. by Trudy J. Smith, new theories had rolled in as to why. Okay. According to anonymous sources, as well as family, friends, and relatives that were still living, Charlie was believed to be sexually abusing his eldest daughter, Mary. Oh. There were even rumors that she had been pregnant with his child at the time oh, of the killings. Don't like that at all. No, 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 no. There's also sources saying that Fanny had said to confide in her family um, about this in the early 1928, so that was like a whole year before these murders even occurred. Okay. That she had speculation of like Charlie abusing Mary. Oh, shit. So that she knew or speculated it. Right. And then more evidence came forward in the next publishing in 2006 in the book of Meaning of Our Tears, which is by the same author. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Mary's friend Ella May disclosed that Mary confided in her a few weeks before Christmas of the 1929 when this murder happened that she was, in fact, pregnant with her father's baby and Fanny knew about it. Right. And then another neighbor just kind of piped up as another source saying he knew there were serious problems in the family, but he didn't want to go into detail out of disrespect. Yeah. There's all these rumors that Fanny was pregnant, or, um, Mary was pregnant, apparently. So, I don't know if that just added to Charlie's reasoning or whatever. Added to the pile of shit he was already dealing with, and then... Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, if he was... If he was sexually assaulting his daughter, that's also not a reason to fucking murder your... Pretty much your entire family. Like, you no. should, you know, make better choices, even. Like, 
It's hard because there was that brain injury. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it was probably a brain. I mean, you can't just take a fucking axe to the head and be okay, be okay about it. But like, he could have, you know, just not done that mm-hmm. and then not murdered. Like things. There's, so yeah, like no matter what his state is, there's and, things you could have gone around. Before. And I'm not trying to offend him, but I'm just gonna say I do. We do recognize that obviously there weren't obvious supports for people with brain injuries in this time, but mm-hmm. like. Mm. Better choices. Better choices. So, however, even with so many rumors of sources like coming forward and saying about how Mary was, that the autopsy, whether it's like someone got it officially or not, never really stated she was pregnant. There's no official report that she was pregnant. Ooh. But people keep saying she was pregnant. Huh. So I'll leave that up to imaginations of people. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Whether she's pregnant or not, there's no proof. There's no but proof. But people keep saying that they knew that she was. Hmm. I don't know. Regardless, that's still super sad. Fishy. So people grasp onto this idea as to why Charlie did what he did, and I was just trying to hide his shame, maybe, because maybe. that's why he went off on it. Yeah. But he could have killed one person instead of the whole family. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't answer the question of, like, why the family side, and, like, why did he then, like, what, what the fuck happened? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't answer any questions. It just no. leaves a lot of, like, unanswered uh-huh. and unknowns. And then, upon further assessment, they ended Charlie's autopsy. And again, like, it doesn't prove that there was any injury to the brain that they could obviously see. And right. I'm not a pathologist. No. So, whatever you want to toot or horn. But, yeah. like, I don't know if they, like, there's some things that are, like, seen visually. There's some things you can't see visually. Like, it's a chemical thing. You can see when, like, you're doing the active scans. Like, yeah. Sometimes you can be like, oh, there's a brain contusion. That must have been why he did it. Like, right. It can't be why, but... And obviously, they probably weren't going to exhume his body and... I mean, obviously, they weren't going to, you know, look into it at that point in time. They probably didn't have that kind of... Technology. Technology. And then by the date this time, unless you were, like, going to save it, yeah. it would be gone by now. Like, oh, all the yeah. tissue. Oh, yeah. So. Anyways. To top this all off, Arthur, who was the only surviving family member from that frightful day, mm-hmm. um, he went out, he went on, grew up a bit... He married off. He had four children of his own. Mm. Unfortunately, he was in a serious car accident in 1945, Aww. so he died at the age of 32. Mm. So he had to live a little bit longer. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Not that he's listening now. I mean, who knows? Maybe we have a ghost listener. Mm-hmm. But, like, so fucking sad. Yeah. Holy shit. And a little tidbit. So the deceased, including Charlie, are then buried together at the Stokes County Cemetery. And as I said, on that massive gravestone. There are some who say that when the leaves fall off the trees, they fall in everyone's graves except Charlie's. Wow, that's spooky. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays from Weird District. So yeah, that's <laughs> the end of it. That's the end. I hope you liked that little murder joke. Oh my gosh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's he went off. Lot. He went off. And like, it's just so sad because once again, like, there weren't resources for anyone who had like a brain injury or anything like that. If people, like, knew that he wasn't the same after the fact, like, that's unfortunate. That just that just went on the way it was, and then just people accepted it. Well, the people accepted it and didn't really want to poke and pry too much because, mm-hmm. you know, another thing, men's mental health wasn't a focal point, mm-hmm. right? Well, it was such a big thing back then. Like, you just, like the man was the man of the house. Like, you didn't want to do anything yeah. different about that. It was very much probably the men don't cry. Mm-hmm. They, they do what they have to do. And obviously, so, you know, interest, well, interesting, but, like, you know, the whole backstory of, okay, was he raping his daughter? Was, was she not? Yeah. yeah. Was she pregnant? Was she not pregnant? And, like, what was what was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, right? Like, what, mm-hmm. what was going on? 
and they're like that the same like was the premeditation after like in effect, when they like went out and bought the clothes and yeah. did the portrait, and, and knowing that those people the last well, picture of the, the family, thing. like it was weird. That's really that it like there was some kind of planning behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good one. Good job. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, my sources obviously Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, Murderpedia, an article of the Lawson family murders by Anstey Herring Wagner, another article by the Lawson family murders. Took back after ninety, or look back after ninety years by Susie C. Spear, and then the TM podcast, the murder of the family, the Lawson family. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want me to tell these fine people where they can find us? Take, Go ahead. Take yeah. a break. <laughs> Since you've just been talking for how long? Um, all right. So if you like what you're hearing, obviously we don't want to emphasize that you like hearing about people getting murdered, but just weird, you know, fascinating cases where it's like, huh, what happened? You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Would love, would love some five stars. Would love some reviews. Essentially, Apple Podcasts has this weird thing where the more reviews we get and the more you know stars we get, the more people can find us on their homepage and what have you, right? So mm-hmm. that'd be cool because you know, just get the word out. Why not get make people help people get a little bit distracted, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much. You can find us anywhere else. You listen to podcasts. We're, you know, good pods, overcast, what have you. Um, if you want to email us any corrections, if we've made a boo-boo, you can hit us up at weirddistractionspodcast at iwluck.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at weirddistracti1. That is weirddistracti1. And I is in, you know, well, letter I. Not the I as in I E I. I oh my gosh. <laughs> I Y E E Y E. I can't read the eyeball. The eyeball. <laughs> um, you can hit us up on Instagram at Weird Distractions Pod. We're on Facebook at Weird Distractions Podcast. And because we're so gosh darn hip, okay, we're, Alex. <laughs> we're on TikTok, so you can follow us at Weird Distractions Podcast there. Um, that's, I think, it for social media. We're figuring out Patreon, so stay tuned for that. It'll probably be released in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at this point we have merch. We're kind of recording, you know, a little bit here and okay. there, so. Well, there's plans in the works. There's plans in the works for merch. Um, and yeah, if, like I said before, if you want to email us a boo-boo that we've made, if you want to email us just to say hi, if you have a story recommendation, if you... Wanted to send us pictures of your Christmas tree or your holiday plans. I don't know. I don't. It's send anything. us it, anything. We get a lot of spam emails. So it'd be nice to see, you know, Something else. Literally anything <laughs> else. But no, good story and. No. She's a doozy. She's a doozy. Well, happy holidays because this comes out shortly before Christmas. And if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye. bye. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up delicious slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. I'm Ashley. To anyone who doesn't know me that well, the fact that I'm laughing right now probably horrifies you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emily. What are the chances? I don't know. Uh, like, bum, bum, bum. 50-50? Oh. 
<laughs> and I'm Lindsay. I banished you to the shadow of death. I corrupt you to the netherworld from which no one has come. Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Stop on by for a slice, a story, and a laugh. Coming January 2021.